Hey, good morning, Oasis Church family. Welcome to Sunday service online. I'm so thankful that although today looks a lot different than our normal gatherings, that we're still able to come together through community, through worship, and around God's Word. And um, look, I know today there's a lot of voices saying a lot of things. There's a lot of fears. There's a lot of anxieties. There's a lot of unknowns. There's there's a lot of those voices going around, and uh, I, I would love to just be a voice into your heart this morning, into your home, into your job, into your family, just a voice of hope saying, we're going to make it in Jesus' name, yeah. saying that Jesus was on the throne, He still is on the throne, He's always going to be on the throne, that God's goodness today is just as good as it's ever been. That, that, the, that the mission of the church is moving forward, that ministry is still taking place, that Jesus is still building His church, that the gospel is still moving forward. And although there are lots of unknowns today, and there's a lot of questions that maybe don't have answers today, we can be confident and sure and steadfast in our unchanging, good God. And so I'd love to just be that voice of hope into your heart into your house this morning to say we're going to make it in Jesus name and God is good and although we're not together under the same roof today I think it's awesome that we're around the city in hundreds of different homes and apartments and living rooms and kitchens and bedrooms and all over the place that we're able to tune in and connect as a church family today it almost feels like the apostle Paul when he wrote to the uh, church in the book of Colossians. He says, For although I'm absent from you in body, I'm present with you in spirit, and I'm delighted to see how firm your faith is in Christ. I'm not with you right now in body, but we're with you in spirit. And I love seeing the church move forward. I love seeing your faith grow even in these times and seeing your faith strengthened. And so I'm grateful we get to spend a few minutes around God's word today. And, um, you know, a few weeks ago, me and my wife, Anna, we were taking our dog, Jack, on a walk. And we were taking him to a park that we normally don't go to for walks. And we started our walk and we got halfway around the loop and we saw a path in the woods kind of going off of the main path and um, we were like hey never seen this before let's you know let's check it out it was a nice day it was one of those random nice days that we get you know through the month of March and so it was like oh man this was a nice day so we're like hey let's just go and so we just hopped on this little trail in the woods and it was like super cool it was like there was like some spots with some cool ivy there was some trees that had fallen over that that he was like jumping over and it was just this cool little short trail that we really enjoyed we were like man we need to go back and just you know explore some more trails it was awesome but the thing that kind of um, stuck out to me that day about it was I literally had ran on that main loop in the park the last year and a half hundreds of times like I had passed by this little trail in the woods hundreds of times in the last year and a half and and until that day a few weeks ago when we were taking Jack on a walk our dog on a walk I had never seen that trail ever and so it kind of it kind of just blew my mind a little bit, and and it kind of spoke something to me because I was thinking, you know what? It was not until we walked it slowly that I saw it because I had ran by it so many times, but it wasn't until I had a change of pace when I saw a new path, when I saw a new destination, when I saw something new to explore. And it got me thinking about our life right now in this season amongst the coronavirus and all that's going on. What's happening to our lives and to our world right now is a change of pace. 
It's a change of rhythm. It's, it's a change from what we knew as normal. And I just have to think that maybe amongst this change of pace, that through God's spirit and through God's word, we're gonna be able to see new things that we didn't see without the change of pace. That there's gonna be new things God speaks to us. There's gonna be new things we learn about God. There's gonna be new things that God wants to do in us and through us that had we not changed pace, we wouldn't have been able to see. And so, uh, yes, today is an uncertain day. And yes, there's many adjustments to what our lives just a few weeks ago seemed to be normal. But I believe God's in it. And I believe that God is present with us and He's good in it. And, and amongst it, we're gonna see new paths and new things God wants to do in our lives. If you believe that, I want you to type in the comments below, send at home. I want you to type, amen. I want you to type, that's me. New paths, new seasons. Come on, I want you to interact with me a little bit here this morning. And if you've got your Bible as well, I want you to take it out. We get our Bibles out every single Sunday morning as a church family. And so wherever you are right now, I want you to grab your Bible. I want you to get it out and go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. A few weeks ago, we uh, had begun a collection of talks called Ordinary People, Extraordinary Power. And we're looking through the book of Acts about a bunch of ordinary people in the early church that are used by God in extraordinary ways. And I love the timing of God because right now, how many know we need some extraordinary power from God? We're a bunch of ordinary people facing extraordinary challenges, but amongst them we can get extraordinary power from God. And so I I love that the book of Acts gives us confidence. It gives us hope that God's power can work through God's people. And uh, I need this because I don't know about you. I'm an ordinary person. And uh, and I I believe our church is filled of ordinary people. And I mean that in the best, most endearing way. We're ordinary people that need extraordinary power from God. In fact, if you're an ordinary person sitting at home watching this, I want you to comment the wave emoji. Say, that's me. I'm an ordinary person. Go ahead and respond. Everybody wave. Say, I'm ordinary. I need some extraordinary power. So I'd love to read God's word to you this morning. Acts chapter 2, I'm going to start reading in verse number 42. It's talking about the early church, about uh, their time together and their gatherings together. It says this, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with all the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Isn't that amazing description, uh, a picture of what the early church was about? They were about coming together. They were devoted to God's word, to the teaching. They were devoted to eating together. I love that. That's some of the most spiritual things we can do is get around with somebody and eat some food. And uh, they were about prayer. They were about sacrifice. They were about giving, about coming together. And although today, right now, we maybe can't come together like they did in the temple courts and they can't 
uh, pack out homes and all eat together. I love that technology affords us the opportunity to still connect. I love that we can pick up our phone. You can send the text. You can make the call. You can start the FaceTime. You can get on Zoom. You can speak life to people. You can still come around in community, although we can't be together in this season. And so that's what the early church was about. And then I love in chapter number three, it tells us a story of the power that the early church operated in. I want to read it. It says, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those who were going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something in return. He was expecting money. He was about to get something way more valuable, way better than money. I love this. Verse number six. I want you to see this. Peter said, silver or gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. The scripture goes on to say how he was healed, how he goes into the temple courts celebrating. He's dancing. He's praising God because he was healed. And this is shaking the community. It's shaking the town. People have seen a a, a miracle. They've seen the power of God. They've seen this man's life altered. They've seen this man's life changed. And, And it's just one little example of many of the examples of miracles and signs and wonders that we see the early church do. And I think what we see here in these few passages of the early church is I think we see a pattern of living that I'd like to talk to us about. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write down the title for this morning is this, Living Like a River. Living Like a River. You know, when you're in quarantine and uh, we have to spend now a majority of our days inside a lot of what we're doing is we're thinking and dreaming about days we don't have to be inside anymore has anyone else been doing this i'm thinking about man i can't wait to be able to go do this again i can't be able to i can't wait to be able to hang out with these people again i can't you know and 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 especially now that it's getting warm i've been thinking and dreaming about outdoor adventures and all the different things that i want to do um, as soon as we get out of this season and i was thinking about a river I was thinking about outdoor adventures. I'm not much of a water guy myself. I'm not crazy about the beach, but there's a few times I've done stuff at a river where it's been fun. Like we've been tubing in a river before. I haven't been rafting. I've really wanted to go rafting down the James River. If you've been rafting down the James River before, I want you to comment it below, say that's me, and then I want you to put a one out of 10 score on how great it was. (laughs) And if it was really great, and there's enough of those tens in the comments, I'm gonna go rafting this summer. It's gonna be great. I was thinking about a river. What makes a river that's good and powerful and effective? It's got to have a few things. It's got to have some input. There's got to be water coming from somewhere into the river. There's got to be some kind of flow. There's got to be some kind of current. And there's got to be some kind of outgo. The water has to be exiting somewhere. It's got to be going into something. It's got to be leaving the river. It's got to be entering. It's got to flow. And then it's got to leave. It's, It's kind of the rhythm. It's the flow of any healthy river. In fact, it's that rhythm that gives it its power. It's that rhythm that gives it um, its, its authority and its ability to, to produce power and its ability to move things and do things. And I think there's a rhythm, a flow of living, just like a river, that every believer is called to. I think there's a rhythm of living that the local church is called to. 
in, in, the, in the midst of the coronavirus right now, what has happened to all of our lives is the rhythm has got messed up. What was a normal rhythm, what was a normal pattern of living has gotten messed up. But I think God's rhythm of living and God's pattern for His church, I think even amongst a crazy season, although it may look different, I think we can still operate in it. I think the rhythm and the pattern of living that God has called us to and He's called His church to is actually more prevalent and a bigger deal now than ever. It's, it's a bigger deal in this season than it's ever been that me and you, that our church, that our homes, that we're living like a river, that we're living like a river. So there's really just a few aspects to it. I want to talk about the first one. The first one is receiving. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. I want you to write receiving, receiving. We see this in Acts chapter 2, the early church. They were extremely consistent in receiving from God. They were consistent. They were focused on. They were diligent to always be receiving deposits from heaven, to be receiving what God was saying, to be receiving what God was doing. In fact, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 that we read, the scriptures tell us they devoted themselves to these things. Like they were diligent to receive from God. They were diligent to fix their focus on heaven. They, they made time for it. They put effort towards it. They devoted themselves to it. And it made me question in my own life, what am I devoted to? Like what am I, what things do I obsess over? What things do I sacrifice for? What, what has my devotion? The early church, what had their devotion was receiving from God. It was getting deposits from heaven. It was getting help from heaven in their own life. It was saying, we cannot do this on our own. We need to get help from God. I'm going to receive from God. I'm going to receive from God's word. I'm going to receive from God's people. I'm going to receive from God's spirit. I'm going to receive from God. They were devoted to it. Because here's, here's what I know in my life and in your life sitting at home today. Whatever you feed will grow. Whatever you feed will grow. And on the contrary, whatever you starve will die. The things that we're devoted to in our life, the things that we're feeding, the things we're pouring into, those things will grow. The things that we starve, the things we are not devoted to, the things we're not pouring into, those things will die. So when a battle comes in my life, in your life, who, who and what is going to win the battle? Here's who's going to win, whoever's stronger. So, so when a situation arises and it's either faith or it's fear, who's going to win? Well, whoever's going to win is whoever's stronger. So, so if I've been starving my faith and feeding my fears, when situations arise, fear's going to win because fear's been stronger. Fears, fear has been fed, fear has been deposited into, and faith has been starved. And if that's the case, fear is going to win. Yeah. Yeah. On the contrary, if, if I'm receiving from God and I'm growing my faith and I'm investing into my faith and I'm hearing from heaven and I'm starving my fears, I'm taking every thought captive like the scripture says. Wow. I, I'm starving my fears when situations arise and it's faith versus fear. Who's going to win? Faith because my faith is stronger now. 
My faith has been fed. My fears have been starved. So what are you feeding in this season? It's so easy right now to feed our fears and starve our faith, but I'm encouraging us, let's feed our faith. Let's be devoted to receiving from God. Let's be devoted to receiving God's word and let's starve our fears. And when we do that and anxiety arises and the battle takes place, faith will win. Why? Because it's stronger. It's been fed. It's, it's not scarce, but it's full. It's full. The scriptures, again, talk about, hey, let's take every thought captive. Any, any thought of fear, I love the scripture says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. So yeah. any thought of fear, any feeling of fear, you can already know that's not from God. And, and so we take that thought captive, and it's okay to have the thought, but we don't dwell on the thought. We don't feed the thought. We don't grow the thought. We starve the thought. We feed our faith so that faith can defeat fear. We feed our trust in God. We starve our distrust. So when we're presented with this scenario, are we going to trust God or not? I want trust to win. Why? Because I've been feeding my trust. Yeah. been receiving from God. So how did the early church do this? How did the early church receive from God? How did the early church uh, grow their faith and, and, and build up what God was doing in their life? They did it through a few different ways. The first way they did it was they did it through God's word. It says they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of man's word going around, and I don't need more of man's word. I need more of God's word. It's amazing how God's word can just inject faith into your heart in a moment. There's a great psalm that I just read just a few days ago that I just heard it and read it, and my faith increased in about four seconds. Psalm 37, 25, it says, I was young, and now I'm old. Like, I've seen some things. I've lived some seasons. I've lived some days. And here's what the psalmist said. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Saying, hey, I've lived some life. I've navigated some seasons. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That, that from God's word, just one quick deposit from God's word, my faith began to grow. Yeah. He's never seen the righteous forsaken. I'm not going to ever see it either. God's going to be with us. God's, God's going to provide for us. God's going to sustain us in this season. We need God's word more than we need man's word. They, they fed their faith through God's word. They also fed their faith through community, through community. They got together. And I know in, today, in today's situation, in today's environment, we're practicing social distancing. And uh, social distancing does not have to mean spiritual distancing doesn't have to mean friendship distancing. Pick up the phone, send the text, get on the FaceTime call. You can connect with people through these ways that we've been given, even in this season, and encourage one another through community. Community might look a little bit different, but it can still be effective. We can still speak life into each other. We can still pray God's blessing over each other. We can still meet each other's needs. We can still have each other's back. Although we can't be in close proximity right now, we can still operate in the power of community. That's what the early church did. That's how they received. They got community from each other. They also received from prayer. Prayer, prayer is a way that you magnify your view of God and you shrink all your worries and your fears. It's amazing what happens when you begin to pray. The things that you were worried about, all of a sudden you're not as worried about. Why? Because your view of God has been magnified. You're receiving from God. You're, you're hearing from heaven. The early church was committed to being a, a, a church of prayer. There's a really good thought that I had about 
uh, prayer that I've been trying to practice in my own life, and it's this, and, and especially in a time where we're inside and we've got more time on our hands than ever, I think we can really dive into God's Word like never before. I think we can really pray like never before. You, you need in your prayer life, you need a time to pray, and you need a place to pray. Yeah. Because if not, it's just going to get washed out with everything else. If not, you're never going to get around to it. But you need to look at your life right now and look at your schedule and look at the time that you've been afforded because of the season and say, when is a time to pray and where's a place to pray? If you're a morning person, I want you to comment in the comments below. If you're a morning person or you're a night person, you say, yeah, that's me. I'm, a or, I'm an early morning prayer. For some people, you're like, no, nah, I think the devil's up in the morning. I, I think that's not, I don't think, I'm a, I'm a late night kind of person. I'm a midday. But we all have our different rhythms. We all have our different preferences and personalities. But here's what I know. You need a time to, pr- to pray and you need a place to pray. It's how we receive from God. It's how, we, it's how we get input into the river. we got to have something coming into the river. It's important in this season more than ever, I'm convinced, we must receive from God. You must hear from heaven. You must, you must get God's word. You must press in to God's presence. Why? So our faith can win, not our fears. So our faith can win, not our fears. But listen, it's not enough to just receive from God. The early church didn't just receive they didn't just get deposits from god because if all a river does is receive but it never outputs it turns into a swamp if all you're doing is receiving and there's no movement and there's no outlet you start to stink Mm -hmm. you you start to get swampy It's, it's not just about receiving. It, It must start there, and it's very important, but it's also about pouring out. The early church was in a pattern of receiving and pouring out. Receiving and pouring out. I don't want to get swampy in my faith. I don't want to get stinky in my faith. I want to keep the current flowing. I want to keep the water moving. The current is where the power exists. The current is where the life of the river is. I I don't just want to receive, but now I want to pour out. The early church was all about pouring out. In chapter 3 that we read at the very beginning, I love that story where Peter and John come to the temple and they see this man with a need. They see this man who has been lame for years and he's been begging for money. His friends have dropped him off at the temple gates to sit and beg for money for years. And I love what Peter tells him in Acts chapter 3, verse number 6. He says, hey, silver and gold, I don't got it. I, I, I can't give you what you're asking for today. I don't have that right now. It's not a need I can meet. But then he says, but what I do have, I give you. So he's saying, hey, I've got something from God. I do have it so I can give it to you. Yeah. You, you can't give what you don't have. So without receiving from God, you've got nothing to give our world. You've got nothing to give a hurting world. You've got nothing to give people. But if you've received from God like Peter had, you can say, hey, what I've got, I'll give you. Because I've received. I've, I've got a deposit from God. Now I can give it to you. And I love that, that Peter and John, they, they received from God, but they didn't hoard it to themselves. They didn't become spiritually bloated. They didn't become spiritually stagnant. But they received from God, and they said, what I have, I'm going to give. What I have, I'm going to pour out. What I have, I'm now going to take and, and, and meet a need that's right in front of me. Meet a need in my own city. Meet a need amongst a person in my 
community. And now is the time, not just for our church to receive from God, but now is the time for us to pour out and give what God has given to us. Now's the time for us to meet needs in our backyard. Now's the time to meet the needs that God has put right in front of me. You say, Nate, how does that look? How, like, what does that mean for me right now in the midst of the coronavirus? Here's what pouring out could be. It could mean a meal for somebody that needs it. It could mean a phone call for somebody who's had trouble with their job in this season and you just speak a word of encouragement to them. It could be, it could be you giving someone a ride to work because their schedules and things in their life have adjusted. It, it, could, mean, it could mean any of these things, but it's us not hoarding what God has deposited into us and keeping the current going and saying, now I'm going to give and pour out what God has given to me. I pray we're a people and I pray we're a church that live like a river, that live in the pattern of receiving and giving. Now is the time. Now is the opportunity that we've been given. And I love that we have the greatest example of this living like a river in Jesus himself. Jesus had all power. Jesus had all all authority. Jesus was God. Jesus was, he, he came from heaven. He came from perfection and he left heaven. He came to earth not to hoard the authority that had been given him from God, but he came to earth to pour out his life, to pour out his love, to pour out his blood on the cross and rise from the grave three days later so that me and you can know God, so that me and you can have relationship with him. And so that me and you now, 2,000 years later, right here in our own city and in our own situation, right now we can receive from God. And just like Jesus, we can pour out and to meet needs in those around us. Now is the time for the church to live like a river. Now is the time for us to receive from God and pour out. Just as Jesus, our living water, live like a river. This is our call and what an opportunity, what a privilege right now amongst all that we're up against and everything we're facing in the midst of our rhythms being disturbed. We can establish the rhythm that God has called us to do of, of receiving, flowing, and giving in this season. Are you with me, church? You guys with me online, in your homes, wherever you are? Let's commit together to receive from God in the season like never before and to pour out in the lives of those around us. I'd love to pray for you as we finish this morning. Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather over technology that you've afforded us, Lord, in this day. And Father, I pray for every person, Lord, that's watching this video. Lord, I pray for every person that's tuned in today. And Father, I pray that right where they are, right today, in this day, in this season, they would receive from you like never before. Lord, I pray that your presence would fall fresh in their home, Lord, in their lives. God, I pray pray that as they open their word, Lord, for some, it's going to be the very first time they've opened your word in their home. Lord, I pray that as they open your word, Lord, that the words would jump off the page to them. God, they would find new paths and new things that you're teaching them in this season. And Lord, I pray that as we receive from you, that we would not get stagnant. Lord, that we wouldn't get swampy, God, but that you would keep the current going, God. And may we pour out what you've given to us. Lord, I thank you for the opportunities you've given us already to serve our city and serve the
those that are in need in this season. And Father, I pray that you would help us as a church to continue to pour out what you have given to us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. We thank you that you're going to bring us through this season. We're believing for it and we know it's going to happen because you're good and because you're faithful. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Hey, we love you, church. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. We'll talk to you really soon.